if anyone new to the business comes in, within 15 seconds, they should be able to find the exact step-by-step guided guidance they need to perform any task inside of the company. Hey everyone, this is Nazara Keel from Max Pro. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Paul. And we're Love and Pebbles. Hi, this is Lopa Vandermersch from Rasa. Oh, you're listening. And you're listening. And you are listening to, to the Ecom Show. Welcome to the Ecom Show, presented by Blue Tusker. The number one place to hear the inside scoop from other e-commerce experts, where they share their secrets on how they scaled their business and are now living the dream. Now, here is your host, Andrew Math. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Math, And today I am joined by the amazing Yanni Kuzminski, who is a founding partner over at South Cole. Yanni, how you doing? You ready for a good show, boy? I am very ready. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Super excited for this one. I know I say that for pretty much every show, but talking about like valuations and exits, like it's like the sexy part of this industry. So this is going to be one of our sexier episodes. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but not to not to set it up too high for you, but I would love to uh, do the usual. We'll pretend that no one knows who you are. I'd love for you to give everyone a little bit of introduction about yourself, your background, obviously more about South Cole. We'll take it from there. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. And the sexy part is the post exit when the money's in the bank. There's, oh, there's yeah. a lot of, you know, there's lots of things that happen between now and then. And uh, obviously we're going to get into that. But, but, uh, <laughs> like you said, before we dive into some of the, the value that we're trying to create here, Yanni Kosminski, uh, hopefully my Australian accent is still there. I grew up in Australia. I come from a digital marketing, creative advertising background. I spent 10 years uh, working with likes of Sony, MasterCard, Mercedes-Benz, Medtronic across Australia and the US and obviously heavy in the e-commerce space throughout that entire journey, everything from media buying to strategy, content production, TV commercials, uh, really the entire gamut. Uh, In LA, we had a creative studio downstairs, did live activations. I mean, really the works. I was the largest Facebook media buyer in Australia for a couple of years for Mercedes-Benz after launching their social channels. So I really grew up in that age where, you know, digital was really just coming up and we were trying to figure it out and honestly making up a lot of it as we went along. Uh, and then fast <laughs> I think we forward, all <laughs> right? I think that's life, isn't it? Um, <laughs> still faking it till I make it, mom. <laughs> uh, but uh, It is a job. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. Yeah, it's online. It's the online thing. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, but Anyway, fast forward about six years ago, I moved to Israel. When I got here, I started an agency and while it was doing well, I just wasn't enjoying it. I realized I wasn't a solopreneur and ended up meeting a couple of guys that had an e-commerce brand. It was doing about $2 million on Amazon, was their prime focus. I came in there and looked at it and a week in, I said, listen, like, let's build a D2C brand, but you know. Amazon's a great marketing tool, but let's build a real D2C brand. And then I was looking at the PPC spend. I was looking at the conversion rates and I was looking at just how much money they were doing. I said, forget everything I've said. We're doubling down on Amazon and uh, ended up there growing that business from 2 to $5 million in 12 months. Thrasio ended up acquiring it. And, and on the back of that, that sort of led me to where I sit today as a founding partner, co-founder, owner of, of three businesses. So the first is Multiply Me, which is an executive search 
recruitment firm that finds Filipino talent for e-commerce sellers. So that really was what I'd built inside of that Amazon business just on steroids. Now we've placed nearly a thousand people and you know, it's a team of nearly a hundred people today. And, and that business really sort of set me up into the next business, which was Escala, which is our process improvement management consultancy. So we took a lot of ex-EY, Accenture Deloitte talent, Philippines-based, and built our own methodology around e-commerce, how to systemize businesses for scale and for sale. And, you know, we go in, we build SOPs, training videos, documentation, org strategy, structure. We build the future state. We optimize the business operation. And that led us to South Coal, which is a joint venture between Escala, Sellers Five, formerly Sellers Funding, one of the largest non-dilutive capital lenders in the space, and GW Partners, formerly GWA, who are a premier investment bank in the space selling well over a billion dollars in transaction value over the last sort of seven years. So we came together to form South Coal, and South Coal is effectively an exit accelerator or a growth fund where we're injecting capital into the business, a million to $5 million of a debt facility. We are coming in and rendering process improvement throughout the journey, building that exit roadmap and effectively selling the business and we take a minority stake to get involved and, and come on this journey with you know founders that are at a certain point where they're looking at it, but they might not know exactly how they can maximize their uh, exit value, how to maximize you know their EBITDA position, multiple expansion, all of that good stuff. So really high level of a view of what it is, yeah. but uh, I've said a lot of things here and I'm going to give myself a second to pass it over to you, the host. <laughs> all good. So, okay. Very interesting. So, so many questions. So interesting, uh, your comment about you were at a brand and you were telling them like, oh, let's go D to C. And then, then you were like, no, 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 we're going to stay on Amazon. Because when we were setting up this uh, interview, I was super excited because I always preach diversifying away from Amazon. And I was like, this guy's going to get it. I'm going to quote this this episode for months. And now I don't know if that's going to go in that direction. So I have, no, a you are. You, you <laughs> I have a theory. You are. You're right. Okay. You think? You're okay. Right. So then why didn't you guys because this was this was back in 2018 2017 2018 uh, okay and it was, very, it was yeah it was a very different time uh, in the market and uh, my position back then was right but right then at that moment in time to get to those levels with how hot the market was and you know this whole Mm-hmm. asset class at the time that was created around FBA businesses and the aggregators and $16 billion of venture capital brought it like it made sense for where you could get it to. But, but you know, going back to it, I, I would never recommend uh, yeah. or, or let's say case by case basis, but it would be very rare that I would say <clears throat> be 100% concentrated on Amazon and that's going to yield you your best result. Yeah. My theory has always been, you know, it could be dependent on obviously who's looking to acquire you. However, if you've able to leverage Amazon as more of a customer acquisition tool and start to develop more of a D2C presence, there's other assets that you can build with that. So a large email list, uh, you know, a good amount of traffic coming to your website, social media following, that kind of stuff. I feel like that really opens up who could potentially be acquiring you, let's say, if you owned a business that was all hunting stuff and there's a company out there who's in fishing and they want to just get into all outdoor sports, like they would be interested. Like, is that, 
does it really expand your multiple that much more if you're kind of diversified onto multiple channels and have assets like that? The short of it is yes. I would say to give you a bit more of a long-winded answer, it would also depend at what size you're actually at. So if we're talking about a mm-hmm. you know hundred thousand dollar a year or even a month business in today's climate, diversification at that level is probably not going to yield you a much bigger return. But let's say that same business was doing a million dollars a month, then you know, and at least fifteen percent of the um, revenue was generated from off of Amazon, then, then you start talking about a different game. And, and, and the larger you effectively grow would also dictate, like you really intelligently pointed out, it's all about what is in the eye of the potential buyer. And if we're talking about P buyers and strategics, they might not have e-commerce presence. They might have brick and mortar retail. They're fantastic mm-hmm. at what they're good at, but they don't have the capabilities to build an email list to be able to actually handle SEO and, and, and proper, you know, lead generation, tofu, mofu, bofu, uh, you know, they don't understand what media buying is. They don't know any of the stuff that you need to be a digital marketer. So to be able to then take that, that the infrastructure and when you talk about strategics and PE buyers, they're not, they're not like the aggregators where they're trying to buy the business and see you out of it within 30 days. They're buying the business with everything in it, and you're talking about you know potential two and three year uh, earnouts where your performance is inside of the business still, and there's a, a proper handover period. That they want the infrastructure and they want to be able to expand and, and get an ROI, and it makes sense for you as well. But not to take it too far down this <laughs> rabbit hole, yeah. um, you know, it, it gets very interesting. Nice. So let's let's pivot back, obviously, to South Coal. So obviously, it sounds like you're basically investing into these e-commerce brands that are ready to at least start the process of being acquired by someone else. So what does that look like? How long? Like, obviously, I know that's probably a very loaded answer as well. But like, what's that process look like? How long does that typically take? How do you know if a brand is ready for that? Like, what's that whole introductory section look like? Yeah, it's actually not loaded at all. Uh, we have a very oh. clear, yeah, like we have a very clear mandate in the way in which our finances are structured. Uh, there are terms whereby what we're looking to do is invest in the business. A million to $5 million is sort of the, the, the goal investment amount. And on the back of that, we're looking to turn it around in two years. Because the way that the the way that it works is it's two years interest only. Uh, it's coming mm-hmm. through sellers fi, so we're able to get very favorable terms because we're involved in this project and and how we actually uh, build it through. So what we're looking for when you talk about like what our criteria looks like is we're looking for businesses that are doing at least four million in revenue. So coming back to the point or what I highlighted just before about a hundred thousand dollar a month business. The amount of work that you're going to do from an exit perspective is the same on a business that size as a business that's 10 times the size and a, you know, maybe it becomes a little bit more complicated 100 times the size. But, but realistically, the amount of work that you need to do um, is, is about the same. And for it to make sense for us to take a minority position, it has to be large enough so that you know, we're, we're looking to not sell businesses under eight figures. That's, yeah. like, that's sort of where it starts for us because uh, remembering that we're taking a minority position and you know it's two years worth of work so four million dollars 
it's got to be a growing business so we're not in a distressed asset game. Um, you know, that's a very different model. What we're looking to do is accelerate founders and, and effectively get them out of their own way. The model is really built so that once, you know, once you've got capital and yeah. we have the relationships and networks and resources to point you in the right direction, founders are always making the decisions around where they put their money and who they partner with and how they operate. But we just have a very large network and a lot of pre-vetted resources that are, you know, we're here to be smart money inside of this business opportunity and in, in, inside of this partnership. So uh, effectively, you know, we're working with the founder for the next two years and at the very start of that experience for us where we're going through, um, let's say before we go to the accelerate phase and we're actually looking at, you know, what does the next two-year roadmap look like and how do we expand the multiple and go through that process it's a really interesting thing when you're going through a diligence process and you're investing in a company as opposed to buying one because mm -hmm. we have this whole added layer of, of founder diligence where we, you know, there's a lot, you know, we've looked at hundreds, you know, probably close to 300 brands since we started this journey less than a year ago. And we've only made a handful of investments and we've seen a lot of great founders and a lot of great businesses, but for, for for a whole multitude of reasons, we need to be strategically aligned with the founder and, you know, it's not going to be someone who's just looking for the money and, and go away and, and off you go. That's not to say that we're here to control the outcome, but, you know, we, we're looking for people that sit here and say, you know what, having some more experienced heads thinking about your business and getting on a weekly meeting and listening to all the challenges that you're going through and helping you find those resources and work, working with our management consultants every week and and really, you know, being an accountability partner for a lack of a better term. Like we're looking for a collaborative relationship where we're invested in and vice versa into the relationship. So um, it's just an interesting, it's just an interesting thing when I talk about like what we're looking for. Um, mm -hmm. We're looking for great founders. Like that's, a, yeah. that's like that criteria number one. Yeah. It's interesting. So I had um, I had the the CEO of of Flippa on here months ago. Yeah, uh, and it, it's it was a it was a great episode. It's it's really interesting the kind of different, not the different thought process, but like the different approach of obviously they're more of like a kind of like a marketplace, if you will, of businesses that are for sale, and you know. It, where I obviously look into some stuff and, you know, we're kind of exploring some of that, those opportunities. And when I look at those sites, you know, sometimes you see things on there that it's just, it's clearly some guy who's just like, I didn't want to do this business anymore. So they just kind of threw it up there and it's like someone buy it from me. And I imagine you're severely hindering yourself of what your actual valuation, your exit could be by doing something like that and not preparing. So that, that two year process what happens in those two years to actually get someone prepared for that exit? Yeah, great question. So, Andrew, the first thing that we're doing once we've gone through the founder diligence, we all like each other, we're happy with the terms, off we go, we're off to the races, we're effectively assessing the business operationally. We're looking at any of the challenges, bottlenecks, weak weak points, where is the founder, senior leadership team, depending on the size of the business, where are they spending most of their time? And then where is the time going to be most valuable for them and key personnel to, to invest their time into? So we'll actually, on the back of that assessment, 
build with the founder this growth roadmap where we're really breaking down from an operations perspective, a marketing perspective, a management perspective, a process perspective, you know, these key areas inside of the business. We're actually looking at three-month increments on things that we plan to achieve that will align with the valuation that we want to see at the end of the two-year period and what needs to be true for us to actually achieve that. So we're building that growth roadmap. And then on the back of that, we're actually helping, like I said, be in ways an accountability partner inside of the business in making sure that we're actually holding them accountable to what needs to be delivered and providing the support that is needed in order for for that founder to achieve it. So to go a, a little bit deeper, um, you know, what, what we do in Escala is we design SOPs, training videos, documentation. We look at the current state of the operation. We build the future state and we optimize the operation. And it's a different offering inside of South Coal because we're not building necessarily to scale the company for the next five years. What we're looking to do is we're looking to maximize the profitability of the company in the, in the short term. So that's mm-hmm. not in the next first 12 months. In the first 12 months, we're trying to push growth and see what we can do. But as we're getting to, you know, the margins that we want to see, as we're, we're, as we're getting to the level of expansion or diversity that we want to see, and we can talk a little bit about some of the things that we're doing, we can talk about the companies that we've invested in, some of the things that we're actually doing with them that, that is helping increase their valuation, their position and their ultimate exit value. But but ultimately, we're, we're really hands-on in that guidance and we're making sure that they get all that support that they need and those resources. Actually, that's a good segue because I was going to ask you that same thing. Because I, I imagine when I looked at like, okay, all of the different you know businesses that you're working on right now, I could see the subtle overlaps in certain areas. And obviously, Scala being kind of more on like the SOP building out like, you know, the processes and things like that. I know that from a valuation standpoint, that is also incredibly important. I know, you know, some people look at, you know, I'm profiting this, I've got X inventory on hand, I've got X size email list, and oh, you can reach this audience, blah, blah, blah. But you need to be able to hand the buyer instructions on how to run the business. And if you don't have those SOPs in place on how to do things, you're kind of, you're kind of shit out of luck, in which case they're, they're like, you're going to end up staying with that company for a long time. Uh, whether they, you know, it's part of the deal or whether they put you on a, on a on a salary or something for an extended period just to help you transition. In which case, some people I imagine are looking, they're like their big payday and they hit their exit and then they're like, crap, I got to stay on for like a year because I didn't build out any of these things. Is that more or less in the right direction of probably what happens? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's definitely spot on. And I, I'd add to that as well in saying that not only does it, allow the business owner to sell an asset, a brand, a company, and not themselves attached to it and, and fetch you know, a higher multiple, it also massively opens up the prospective buyer pool. If, if someone can come yeah. in from afar and actually see what's happening and have that high degree of confidence, you know, our, our litmus test is have we delivered or not, is if anyone new to the business comes in, within 15 seconds, they should be able to find the exact step-by-step guided guidance they need to perform any task inside of the company and that's that's what you know that's what we hold ourselves accountable to in our delivery and you know to be frank here this isn't like we do this in a couple of weeks and and off you go you know typically yeah. a Scala project <laughs> is you know at least three months and and typically i would say bordering on the five to six month fa- you know 
period. Yeah. And, you know, for larger companies, it can be uh, really extended. And, you know, we've seen it actually happen um, anecdotally with Escala. We've had aggregators buy brands that we built the processes for and then won those aggregators as clients because they're like, we want this for our business. So it's um, there you you go. Know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like proven itself. And, and how we actually, like how South Coal came to be, you know, I'm talking to a lot of founders here today. I'll share a couple of uh, more anecdotal stories about it. South Coal, the, the brand, the name behind it, South Coal is the final, it's the final base camp before you summit Everest. And so the whole logic of what we're trying to do is help people, you know, reach their ultimate peak and see, you know, the, the, the biggest possible success that they can see. And I had another point. I've lost it, Andrew. I know you've got questions. So I'm just Oh, come on, man. I was there so was, ready for it. There was something else. There was something else. <laughs> think it just just in your mind, think that it was unbelievable. Oh my god. Great line. Well you we could right? just pretend that you said it and we edited it out. That's what happened. <laughs> That's it. Did you get that edit on? Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, Yanni, thank you so much for being on the show. I obviously really appreciate you doing this with us. I would love for you to let everyone know where they could obviously find out more about you and, of course, more about South Coal. Yeah, you can find me at LinkedIn. I'm pretty active, Yanni Kosminski. Um, Yanni at any of my company websites, so multiplymimi.com, weareescala.com, southcoal.co. There's also great free resources across each one of those websites. You can get org and accountability chart on um, like build your own inside of a mirror board on Escala's website. You can do a free valuation on South Coal's website if you're interested to see where you sit today in the current market. There's a great guide. I was trying to remember what Multiply Me had. There's a great guide on Multiply Me, <laughs> top 50 roles to hire in the Philippines and what they cost, like the direct tangible breakdown of the cost. So Always trying to nice. add value, guys, and you know, give you guys a high degree of, of transparency too. Beautiful. Yanni, thank you so much for being on the show. Obviously, everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Please do the usual rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. But as I always say, thank you all for joining us, and we will see you all next time. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.